Genesis chapter 8, verse 22 says, While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. Now, many Christians spend a lot of time focusing on the Word, reading the Word, and planting the seed of the Word in their heart, but have they focused on the harvest? Let's talk about it in today's episode of the Hope for Healing, Faithful Living podcast. Hello, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me today. I do pray that you are doing well. We have talked a lot about preparing our heart, which is the ground, and the Word of God, which is the seed. And we've talked about caring for the Word. The Bible refers to watering the Word. Let me share that with you. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 6 and 7. Paul wrote this, I planted Apollos, which was another man who was preaching the Word of God, watered, but God gave the growth, or God gave the increase. And what he's saying is, I brought to you the word first, and then Apollos came after me and gave you more word and said it again and again, which means you received the seed. It was planted, the initial hearing of the word, but then hearing the word again and again is taking care of that word, watering that word so that it can grow and produce within our heart. But we also see, like I mentioned before, there's a principle in Scripture that God has given us, and he relates it to farming as we know it. There's a seed time and there's a harvest. So there's a time to plant the word of God in your heart, which is you should be doing it all the time. You plant it and water it. You hold dearly the word of God in your heart so that it continues to grow. But then there's a time of harvest. There's a time of harvest. And I want to talk about that today because what it's actually talking about when it's talking about harvest, it talks about receiving the word of God or taking hold of the word of God, his will for your life, experiencing what the word of God reveals as his will for your life. And we're going to see some of what the scripture talks about in order to do this. Now, one of the things I want to mention, and here's something that's really interesting to me. Once you see a principle in scripture, you start to see it more and more and more. You start to recognize it. The Bible talks about receiving or taking hold of or taking the harvest. But one of the principles that you need to know that the scripture teaches in doing so, it talks about being steady. It talks about sticking with it. It talks about enduring or persevering with patience. Okay. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 10, verse 22 says, you'll be hated but all for my name's sake, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. Now let's look at these two words, endured and saved. Endured from the Greek word, which is taken from H-Y-P-O-M-E-N-O, means to continue firmly, to hold out, to remain constant, to persevere. Okay, We need to keep this in mind. This is the attitude. This is the commitment that we must have if we're going to follow Christ and want to experience his will in our life. We have to endure until we see it come to pass. Just as Christians in our life, we continue to live for him until we see him. Whether that's him coming back in the clouds or or this body gives out and we go to heaven. Either way, we endure and stick with it. We stay with the word, believing it and walking in it until we see him, but also his will for our life. 
we endure or we stay with it. We remain constant and persevere until we see it come to pass in our life. Now, secondly, saved. It says, Jesus said, but the one who endures to the end will be saved. The saved is a Greek word sozo, which means healed, preserved, and rescued. Amen. So this principle of being constant, this principle of perseverance, I want you to understand it's it's what we do until we finally see him on that day, but it's also what we do while we are expecting to see his promises come to pass in this life. In this life. We see what the word of God says and we believe it and act on it and we stay with it. We endure. We don't quit. We become persistent. Okay, let me give you some more scriptures. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, Let us not grow weary of well-doing or doing good. For in due season you will reap or harvest or take hold of, experience, whatever you want to put in there, in the sense that it all means the same. It means you're experiencing it. It says, if we do not give up. Again, there we see that we are not to give up. We're not to give up. And it continues on this uh, this illustration of seed time and harvest. Don't grow weary of doing good or well-doing. What is well-doing? Doing what the scripture says. For in due season, we will reap. Reap what? The harvest. The result of God's word, his seed in our heart coming to pass, uh, manifesting in our life. If we do not give up. So if we give up, should we expect to see the harvest of God's word in our life to experience his will in our life? No, we shouldn't expect it because it tells us not to give up. Let's look at some more scripture. Hebrews chapter 6, beginning with verse 11. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness, to have the full assurance. Okay, we got to have that full assurance of what God's will is. The only way to know that is to look to his word. To have the full assurance of hope Biblical hope means a confident expectation. Okay, so we are to have full assurance of a confident expectation until the end. What's it mean, the end? Until we see it come to pass. Verse 12, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promises. This patience as it's used here in scripture means Consistent, staying with it. It doesn't mean just sitting around on the couch, okay? It means being active with the word until you see it come to pass. We are to imitate those who through faith, we believe the word and patience, a consistent acting on the word until we see it come to pass. Verse 13, for when God made a promise to Abraham, since he had no greater by whom to swear, he swore by himself, surely I will bless you and multiply you. Verse 15, and thus Abraham, having patiently waited, obtained the promise. Amen. Now, one of the things that Abraham did was God changed his name from Abram to Abraham, which means father of many nations. Okay, and then he began to refer to himself as that. That was part of the acting in faith. He said that even even when the promise hadn't come to pass yet. So I, I don't want to go into that now, but I want you to know that Abraham was active in believing God, and he stayed with it, and he obtained the promise. It came to pass in his life. 
Let me share with you the amplified version of Hebrews chapter 6, verse 12. It says, by practice of patient endurance and waiting are now inheriting the promises. So the scripture is telling us that we need to be fully convinced of what the scripture says, but we also need to understand we're going to have to commit to staying with it until we see it to come to pass in our life. We must make a decision to believe God and not be double-minded. You remember in James, it says a double-minded person will not receive from God. We need to make that commitment, that decision to believe God, and then we can ask God for the grace, give us his ability to trust him with all our hearts and fill us with that expectation, that hope of his will coming to pass in our life and to fill us with the joy of that expectation. Let me share with you Romans chapter 15, verse 13. It says, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing. See, if we're not believing, we're not filled with joy and peace. If we're believing part of the time and then not part of the time, then we don't have consistent joy and peace. But if we make that commitment, ask God for his grace to believe him, to trust him, then he's the God of hope, which means he's the God of expectation. When we serve God, we should have expectation in our life, not only to see him on that day, but his will to come to pass in our life now. So may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in or while you're believing so that the power of the Holy Spirit, by that power, you may abound in confident expectation. God wants us to have confident expectation of his will coming to pass in his life because we see his will through the word. He watches over his word to perform it. Once we know his will, we should never, never back down off of it. We should be willing to endure because the word doesn't change. So we're going to stay with the word until we see it come to pass in our life. We're going to look to see what his word says we are to believe and how to receive it. Now, we've talked a lot about the heart. Remember, we're to have the right heart, the ready to receive the word, okay? A humble heart, a pure heart. I want to talk a little bit more about the heart. Psalms 108 verse 1, the psalmist wrote, my heart is steadfast. Oh God, I will sing and make music with all my being. The psalmist says, my heart is steadfast. It's not moving. It's focused on God. And because of that, the psalmist has joy and wants to sing and make music. <laughs> Psalms 112, verse 7. He does not fear bad news. His heart is steadfast, trust in the Lord. See, no matter what the report is or what circumstance we are going through, we don't fear it because we're steadfast in what? Trusting the Lord, seeing what his word says his will is for our life, his promises, and even who God is. We trust him. And that's why we don't fear anything. We don't fear any kind of bad report. Let me give you another one. Psalms 57, beginning with verse 7. My heart is steadfast, O God. My heart is steadfast. I will sing and make melody in my heart. Awake, my glory. Awake, O harp and lyre. I will awake the dawn. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, among the peoples. I will sing praises to you among the nations. For your steadfast love is great to the heavens, your faithfulness to the clouds. This psalmist was writing, my heart is steadfast, and I'm going to shout it. I'm going to wake everybody up. Amen. 
I'm going to give praise to God. His heart was steadfast in trusting him. Why? Because verse 10 says, for your steadfast love is great. We can have a heart that's steadfast towards God in trusting him because he has a steadfast love for us. And he went on to say, in your faithfulness to the clouds. God's love for you is steadfast and his faithfulness is higher than the heavens. That's why we can trust him. That's why we can have a steadfast heart. That's why we can endure, be patient and stay with it. Trust in him, believe in his will coming to pass in our life. Amen. And have joy in doing it, have expectation in doing it. This is God's will. He's telling us how to harvest the seeds or the word of God that we've been planting in our hearts that reveal his will. We harvest it. The first thing we need to focus on is a steadfast heart. It's that steadfast heart that's going to enable you to take hold of God's will for your life. Amen. We're going to talk more about harvesting or receiving, walking in his will in our next episode. But again, I'm Tim Dumas. Thank you for joining me. I pray this podcast is a blessing to you. Until next time, may God's riches and best be yours.